0: This is Take a Pitch, episode eight. It's Max. It's Billy. We're here, back with a, uh, another episode for, yeah. what was it, two weeks since the last one, since Chris Davis? Just about, yeah. Two weeks? Yeah. Um, It's been an interesting two weeks for you and I, personally. Yeah. It's been a slow two weeks for baseball, well mm-hmm. compared to the first two weeks. Yeah, very, yeah. I mean, a couple milestones hit, mm-hmm. a couple Twitter beefs, um, well... <laughs> We'll get into that in just a sec. But uh, got a nice show for you guys today. Yeah. We got, we're going to talk about some fireworks that did occur with the White Sox and the Royals. Okay, yes. We're going to talk about some fireworks in the NL East. We're going to talk about some injured uh, injured teams, mostly Phillies, Yankees. Mm-hmm. We've got a great debate, some pitches to take. Yes. We'll get to that in a little bit. And something I read earlier this week. About no hitters and the, how they're dying through baseball. Keep in mind, every stat we bring up is as of April twenty fifth. That's the time of recording. Just kind mm-hmm. of benchmark it for you guys. That way we don't get you guys don't yell at us when we miss something that happens bef- between now and release date. Um, let's start with some milestones.
1: What do you got? All right, yeah, we got we got it. Nolan Arenado, his one thousandth hit. It was a go ahead home run. Right. You yeah, know it's
0: funny. I was at the Mets game when I found this out. Okay. It was Mets-Phillies, the Monday night game. And one of the guys I was with, one of the people I was with, he goes, Aronado hasn't been in the league. How long has he been? He's like "He's 2010, 9 like, I'm like, no, it's 2013. Yeah. Aronado's been in the league just about six seasons. Mm-hmm. Six full seasons about. Yeah. A thousand hits. What, five, four gold gloves? Five gold gloves? Yeah, and a platinum. The dude is one of the most underrated players in baseball, I think.
1: You know what? He's... Evenly rated but underrated, is how I would describe it. Because you can't put away the side that he is in the MVP discussion every single
0: year. Right, right, and rightfully so. Yeah, but he's underrated. How? Like,
1: I mean, I, I obviously he's underrated because he's, he's in Colorado. Okay, he doesn't get the national exposure that he should. Yes, he's not on the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox.
0: And do you think Mike Trout has the same it. issue? Being to an extent,
1: in, being an LA's baby brother team. To an extent, it's kind of like Jacob DeGrom in with the Mets and the Yankees. See, I would liken it more to David Wright and Derek Jeter time. Okay, well, yeah, I was just talking about players now. Well, no, but, but I,
0: yeah, but I'm saying.
1: But, but yeah, think about how many people last year were saying that Jacob DeGrom wasn't gonna win it, didn't deserve to win the Cy Young
0: because he wasn't Max Scherzer, he wasn't the name, he wasn't yes. right.
1: I mean, but if he was on the Yankees, everybody and their fucking mother would have been. Oh, Jacob DeGrom's he, cock is down my throat. He's the best fucking player ever. <laughs> he's the best pitcher. This is the best
0: season ever from a pitcher. Blah, 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 blah. But what? It was one of the best. And it was. no matter what team they're on, it's it's Jacob DeGrom yes. is is Jacob DeGrom.
1: Yeah, he could have been on the Orioles last year. And if he put that up. He's, he wouldn't have had 10 wins. He might have had like six. You know what? May, he may have because
0: Orioles' offense was better than the Mets. Yeah, well. The Orioles were better than the Mets head head. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yep. Um, regardless, regardless, Arenado thousand career hits. Will he get three thousand by the time his career is over?
1: You know what? Yeah. You yeah. think so? Yeah. Barring injury, yeah. Okay, I,
0: I want to hope so because that just solidifies a Hall of Fame career.
1: Yeah, I think honestly nowadays I feel that twenty mm, anywhere between. Two thousand two hundred fifty and twenty five hundred hits is a Hall of Fame career.
0: Okay, I'm transitioning to Hall of Famers.
1: Yeah, one of them was passed
0: on the all time RBI list. It was Mister George Herman Ruth, also known as the Babe, the Sultan of Swat,
1: <laughs>
0: the Great Bambino. Oh,
1: God, Albert Pools. Albert Pools creeping on yeah. Lou Gehrig too. Hmm? He's creeping on with Lou Gehrig, I think. Right. Yes, and somebody else is right there with him too. Yeah, I don't that have that there. I don't have it in front of me either. But like he, I think when he passed Ruth, he only needed like six or seven more. Let me see if I can pull to it. end up in third place. He's in sixth place right now, right? That's unreal. And then that he needs six or seven more, and he's in.
0: It's nuts that it's that kind of that, he's got that a,
1: close. He's got a long way to go to A. Rod and. Uh, Here we go. And uh, baseball
0: almanac, no baseball reference on this one.
1: I like baseball almanac though. Yeah, they're pretty good. There's, their
0: website's very simple. So we yes. got Albert Pujols in sixth. Needs two RBIs to tie Gehrig. Four to pass Bonds.
1: Yes, that's that's what it is.
0: Yeah, so... I well, mean, that's now,
1: though. That would yeah.
0: He could end up in third place by the end of the season.
1: He will end up in third place by the end of the season.
0: He would need... Uh, he needs three... He needs another 93. To end up in third place? Yeah, 94 to end up in sole possession of third place. A-Rod is tw- 2,000... And eighty six. Who's,
1: who's in second place? Second place is Babe. What did he pass Babe Ruth on?
0: Babe Ruth is second. He
1: passed Stan Musial. I'm pretty sure he passed Babe Ruth. Is baseball? I'm I'm taking back my word on baseball almanac, right now. <laughs> Stan Musial at.
0: Yeah. What? Well, baseball almanacs. Um. No bueno. No bueno right here. Anyway, Albert Pujols is the first ballot Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah. 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 What? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yes, he's the the best hitter of our generation. Better than Ichiro? Yep. Interesting. You want to know why he's better than Ichiro? Enlighten me. He has the power. Okay, so he's,
0: he's got the fifth tool.
1: Yeah. Okay. Ichi didn't have power. I mean, he did have power, apparently, in batting practice. He, he had hit, BP he could power. He it wherever he wanted.
0: He had batting practice power.
1: Yes. Very different from game power. Right. But... um. Yeah, no, he is, in my opinion, I think he's the best player of our generation.
0: Okay. All right. Now, does Joey Votto uh, count towards that generation?
1: Yeah. 20, yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because he's you can about argue, the same age, right? He's
0: yeah, like, what, 33? You can argue that Joey Votto, just like Arenado, one of the most underrated players in baseball. Yeah. I mean, before, what, the season?
1: Yeah, he the, did pass Stan Usual. Yeah. I so, thought it was Babe Ruth.
0: I thought it was, too. I thought so, too. Oh. Anyway.
1: Well, he'll end up in fifth place by the end of the season. Fourth. Apparently, right here it says Cap An- Anson. Oh, oh. What's this? Is he a dead ball player?
0: Yeah, he was a dead baller. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He doesn't count because I but, think he played in the 1800s. Yeah, he was like late 1800s, early 1900s, like before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Joey Votto, before the season, didn't. Pop out to first or third base ever. ever. Pretty ever immaculate.
1: Six thousand something.
0: Something unreal. Joey Votto. There, there are so many stats about six thousand
1: six hundred plate appearances or something. There are so many
0: stats about Joey Votto that are just mind blowing. Like if he had gone over his next two thousand, he'd have a better on base percentage than Billy Hamilton or something, something like that.
1: Now I now I see why he was telling Anthony Rizzo to fuck off and he wants more games. He's good. Yeah, like. I think you were saying uh, Nolan Arenado, yeah, being the you know very underrated, underrated yeah. player, yeah, Joey Votto, very underrated, yeah,
0: and it's been the same. It's been this way for a longer period of time for Votto, yeah. So it's kind of it's a shame because I think Joey Votto has, and we talk about marketable personalities all the time in baseball. You and I, at least, Joey Votto has that kind of the personality,
1: sense of humor I've ever seen in my life.
0: But you can market that. He's, he's, he's the player you can market. It's the, the personality you can try to, to market. I mean, how many times does Joey Votto... Do we see a video of him messing with a fan? Yeah. Stuff you can market. Baseball's missing out on so many marketing opportunities. I feel like that's the theme of our podcast these days because of how bad, how poor it's been.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Definitely.
0: Um, Joey Votto finally popped out to first base.
1: Yeah. Crazy.
0: Now, Crazy. a pop-out doesn't seem that... Unreal, but it's Joey Votto. I feel like this is the first time we ever put pop-outs in perspective in baseball yeah. history.
1: You, you, know, you know what the funniest thing is that to me? Is that somebody was keeping track of this. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, who keeps track of pop-outs?
1: After like Joey Votto's first season, this guy was like, holy shit, he didn't pop out to first or third base the entire season. And then he was just kept going for... However many years. Do you think he started
0: in the first season, or do you think he started in like 2013 and watched every single at bat and went back? Uh, do you think he was that kind of guy, or is it he? Or was he following from the
1: beginning? Do you think they're Do you think that he was going online and like checking box scores? Hey, listen. I mean, people, it's possible. Yes, but I. I, I guess yeah. Uh, either way, somebody was like, "Holy fuck!" Joey right. Votto did not pop out first at third base.
0: Right. Exactly. It's it's nuts. Yes. Um, okay. Any other milestones we got? I,
1: I got a pretty crazy one. What do you got? Joey Gallo's hitting two eighty four. No he's not. Yes, he is.
0: Doesn't he isn't he like a two twelve hitter?
1: He's, yeah, two twenties. He's a Mendoza guy. Very
0: interesting. How many homers does he have though? Like that's that's kind of what it comes down to with Joey Gallo because Gallo is a three result a three yeah. outcome player.
1: Yes. He has eight home runs right now. Anything two eighty four. Yep. How many RBIs? 22.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Joey Gallo becoming a complete player. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting.
1: Right? It's, yeah, it's something else. It's different. Huh. He, yeah, hit 206 last year, 209 the year before.
0: Yeah, he's a 200 hitter. Yeah. But he's hit 40 home runs each of
1: those years, right? Because I've never seen so somebody rely on pulling the ball so much. Right, he does so yeah. much.
0: He's a... Like, if you want to talk about it, the only player you should shift is, and you, that'll shift to work every time is Joey yeah,
1: I think, you know, like, be prepared for the bunt. It's not like he's slow, slow, but he's not he's not fast. I wouldn't even say he's quick. But he's like, you know, under under average speed. Right. So, like, yes, the bunt will work for him. But, but he's got to bunt it if, to third base. Yes, if he couldn't bunt it, I would put every single player right. to the right of second base. Right. He I mean, get out every single time. Yeah. He would.
0: Yeah. Um, Wow. Okay. Pretty crazy. That's, yeah, That's it's been a crazy statistical week, I guess. Two weeks. Yeah. Nothing really major has happened in baseball aside from Bellinger and Yelich, which we'll get to later on. Yes.
1: Uh, we got to got a few things to talk about before that. Right.
0: But other than that, it's been a very rather slow
1: two weeks. It has, yes.
0: I mean, talk about slow. I had Twitter beef with Todd Frazier. <laughs> That's how slow we're talking.
1: You right? want to touch on that right now I mean, yeah, since you can. brought it up? Why not? Go you know?
0: for it. So, I don't know, you and I are Mets fans. We've made this yes. abundantly clear. So, yes. we were, we watch Mets games. Apparently we don't we're watch the
1: biggest Philly haters ever.
0: But we don't watch many other games because we're watching the Mets. It was Mets Cardinals. And this is my first look at the Cardinals this year. I didn't really get a chance to watch many of their games. Yes. And let me let me tell you, this Cardinals bullpen is legit. They have a very good bullpen. Um but there was an incident in Sunday's game, right? Sunday?
1: Yeah.
0: I think it was Yes, 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 yes,
1: yes. yes. Definitely.
0: In Sunday's game, Robinson Cano got hit on the hand, on the wrist. Mhm. Umpire's called it a swing. Now, uh, Cano didn't go around. He didn't—I I think, to me, it was just another instance of horrible umpiring from the MLB this year, which has been a theme all year long. The umpires have been atrocious all year. Yes. Anyway, so Todd Frazier, who was on rehab assignment at the time, tweeted out, quote, Our announcers for at Mets have no clue about whether Cano swung or not, and for the ump to say he went is absurd. Hashtag wake up. When you read that, is he criticizing the umps, the Mets broadcast crew, or all of the above? All the above. Okay. So, of course... And you. We didn't get there yet. We didn't get there yet. <laughs> Hang on. So, of course, I'm going to reply. I'm going to reply not, not expecting a response. Uh. <laughs> I'm telling him that, you know, the announcer is the best in the game because, let's be real, Gary, Keith, and Ron are the best announcers in the game. They do the best job of keeping, keeping old perspectives in with the new
1: ones. Um, I would say Gary and Ron are the best announcers in the game. You know why? Because fuck Keith Hernandez. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh,
0: Going back to that. I, I kind of got over that, <laughs> but all right. Um, oh, I'm
1: never over it. I've hated him since 05. Wow. Okay. You suck my fucking ass.
0: Anyway, so I got the announcer, the best in the game, Todd. It's 100% on the umpiring crew, not making the call in a timely manner because nobody was, was nobody knew, there was no call made. Um, and the broadcast, the cameras focused on Cano, who was on the ground. So I said, the broadcast focused on who got hit. The crew did the right thing. Now, I realize now, when I say the crew, I mentioned the umpire and crew prior in the tweet. Yes. So he might think I meant that the umpire and crew did the right thing. So I see uh, where there's a little confusion. But Todd Fraser comes back at me and says, no, they didn't. Get back straight first, then talk. You have no clue. Ooh, This was on Easter? This is a little Easter right? Twitter beef, you know? Yeah. I got a text from a friend who said... He said, "There's no way Todd Frazier is starting trying to start a fight with you right now." I'm like, "Wait, what?" (laughs) Because I didn't get the notification. Oh, really? I didn't. At the time, I wasn't following Todd Frazier. Oh, that
1: is fantastic.
0: So I didn't get the notification that he replied to me. So my friend saw that, and she goes, "There's no way he's trying to do that. Start start it with you." I'm like, "What?" Went to Twitter, saw it, ended up realizing. So you know, everything was was smoothed over, but nothing like a little Twitter Easter Twitter beef between some minor league uh, podcaster and Todd Frazier
1: oh I thought you were going to say a minor league bound well, ball player at the time he was minor, in the minors because he was but he also still deserves to be there because he fucking sucks well he had a grand slam I so. don't care alright I don't care
0: so yeah Todd Frazier and I had a like I beef.
1: said we could send fucking Gary from down the block off the bat he would have fucking hit that pitch too
0: uh, again Gary's a nice guy
1: uh, fuck Gary still fuck Gary dude you know what Speaking of Todd of, Frazier, literally sucks. He may, you know what? Everyone says Jason Bay is the worst signing in Mets history. I would argue Todd Frazier. You know why? Because he fucking sucks. He sucks. He doesn't not. I don't, I don't care. He sucks. Interesting. Very interesting. See,
0: I want to go back to something we talked about when we first mentioned Gary from down the street. Okay. It was you know your boy Chris Davis? Yeah. Do you want to uh, just, just? I mean, I don't know how you did this. You must be some sort of fucking wizard.
1: Wizard, man. Yeah, I'm hanging out with Harry.
0: So, on the last episode, Billy said Todd, uh, not Todd Frazier, Jesus, fuck you. Um, Come on, man. Chris Davis is going to get a hit.
1: I would never say Todd Frazier is going to get a hit because I'll be wrong.
0: Chris Davis is going to get a hit Saturday in Boston against their five-starter, Porcello, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, what exactly did Chris Davis do in the first inning on set, that Saturday in Boston against Rick Porcello?
1: Got a hit into right field. A nice, solid base hit right into right field. Which is exactly how you predicted That the... Texas boy likes his daytime, son. That's all I got to say. He's a hash-slinging slasher, bro. Country boy. I can't with you. I can't.
0: Because fuck you.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: I got the notification, and I think I, the first thing I texted you was fuck you, right? Yeah. Yeah, Something along those lines. Chris Davis then proceeds to go what three for five that day. Yes, hits a homer the next day.
1: Yep, and back to being Chris Davis. Eh, to an extent, he's still hitting the ball nicely though. Right, he's getting out, but still hitting the ball nicely, All right. which I'm fine with.
0: So that'll end our Chris Davis bashing.
1: I think. I think that for just, now. Yeah, I hope this is not the last you guys hear of Chris Davis for the rest of the year. Oh, well, he's on the Orioles though. But I hmm. know, but I hope we hear more about him. It would be
0: nice. Uh, let's get into some, some more... Some more beef. Some more beef, yeah. I'd I'd say this is more of a cultural beef than anything, than a baseball beef. Okay. With Tim Beckham. Got suspended for using a racial slur towards Brad Keller, who hit him after he bat flipped, after launching a nuke off of Keller, I think it was, yeah. right? It was off Keller. Yes. So... Basically, Tim Anderson at home run. Bat flipped. Keller threw at him. Bench is clearing. What did I say? Wait. I said Beckham homered.
1: No. Keller threw at him. No, this is Tim Anderson that and we should be talking about. Tim Beckham is on the Mariners.
0: Wow. Tim Anderson. Sorry. Yeah. You're right.
1: It's all right. We. Wow. In, in the pregame, we actually did say Beckham. Tim Beckham. Yeah. And you know why? Prep. Two nice young They're, black. Shortstops stops and, in and the I think American League.
0: They both have personalities that African American kids can can look up to and they're both model citizens. That sure. something that baseball wants to do is is improve its its minority numbers in the game. Which is something that Curtis Granson's been, been big on his entire career. Okay. So anyway, Tim Anderson. Yes. Tim
1: Now we got it right.
0: Anderson. Homered off of Brad Keller. He then next at he bat flipped. Looked at the dugout, you know, what you're going to do in a fourth inning home run. Keller then threw it at Anderson. You know what's sad? What? We're saying Beckham as I'm looking at Anderson on my
1: computer. Are you really? No, I, I mean, you say that. It it's, says, it says Anderson us, and White Sox. You know, sad for you, man. Right, it, it's sad. <laughs>
0: um, and we said it. Anyway. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, so Tim Anderson got plunked. Didn't like it. From the video, though, it looked like he was going just sh- not going to charge of the man. He's going to just walk to first base, say a few words, and that's it. Because mm-hmm. I think Martin Maldonado, who's the catcher for the Royals, right? Is he? I think yes. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he in front. Right. He and Anderson were talking. Everything seemed fine. Then the bench is cleared. The issue with this is not so much of the fact that the bench is cleared; it's the fact that Tim Anderson got suspended for a game. Yeah. For using a racial slur. Yep, is what it was what it was. Uh, Where's he from? Anderson. Yeah, he's an American. Uh, thanks, I know. I think he's from. Uh, of course, he's know. an American. Hey, listen, with, in today's game, you never know. I guess. Let's see what we got here. Tim Anderson. I know. Either way, he got suspended for using an N word towards Keller. I, I forgot what the exact quote was. I saw it somewhere. I forgot what it was. But he, uh, yeah, he got suspended a game. Okay. For using, throwing a racial slur. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Um, he's from Alabama, by the way. He's
1: from Alabama. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Alabama. Boy. Shout out to William Gann. That's my PlayStation buddy. He's from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah? Yeah, buddy. So is Tim Anderson. Um, Shout out to Forrest Gump. <laughs> uh, anyway, what was the question? Go back.
0: Do you think he should have been suspended for a no. a slur? for no. For words? No. no.
1: I, I think... i guess. treading too much on... Uh, Snowflake territory. It's the first thing that came to my head.
0: Now, I, I get that that obviously the MLB doesn't want these racial lines to get crossed. But at the same time, it's the heat of the moment. You're going to say some stupid shit.
1: It's It'd be different if it was Brad Keller. Who said it. Who said yeah, oh, same, it'd be much it different. Him. Yes. Yeah.
0: Because the outcry from not only the fans, but Anderson would have been unreal. Yes. And keep in mind, Brad Keller is Caucasian. He's Amer- a white American. Yes. Tim Anderson, African-American. So I think I think Major League Baseball made it a bigger deal than it was. And Anderson was having a great year so far. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't deserve that suspension. He got ejected from the game, actually. Yeah? Yep. All so right. it's it's a very sticky situation, I think, when you're looking at it from a, uh administrative point of view for Major League Baseball. Because obviously you don't want those words being said. You don't want end bombs being dropped because it's just gonna further hurt the um, the racial lines, the racial tension in America. Because baseball is America's game. I think mm-hmm. baseball saw it as more of a uh, as a societal thing that they had to address before anything else. Okay. So I think it's just kind of unnecessary, and it was very. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to word it. Unnecessary and just it, yeah, there was really no need for it. For the suspension of Anderson?
1: No. (laughs) I mean... which stupid, honestly.
0: But it also brings into question bat flips as a whole.
1: The bat flip culture. Do you have a problem with bat flips? Oh, I love bat flips. I love them too. And
0: and you're a pitcher saying this. Yeah. You pitched. Yeah. Now, I I think it comes into play also. Korean baseball, Japanese baseball, all these guys, Dominican leagues, bat flips... Are part of the game.
1: It's a celebration,
0: right? What? Now, these guys all respect, and these these are cultures, especially Koreans and Japan. Yes, they respect everything. Mm-hmm. They respect these, um, the games. They respect the culture of the game. Yeah, they do this regularly. So yeah. it's not about disrespecting the game. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of you know celebrating what you've done in the game. Okay, I think that's what's kind of being missed here in Major League Baseball. Okay. I think there's still so many old school players that say you're going to show me up. I'm going to show you. I'm going to I'm going to sit you down.
1: Yeah. Yes, I agree. But you would think that, you know, most of the players that are playing now are probably born in the 90s. 90s, maybe late 80s if they Maybe late 80s, but even late 80s are all 30s now. Right. So, I would say the most of the players of that the 90s, are playing yeah. are born in the 90s. You're right. You would think that they, you know, we grew up watching, like, you've seen the meme, I'm sure, about, like, the 90s. Like, how did we become so offended about everything? Right. We grew we're, up watching South, South Park. South Park and Family Guy, yeah. yeah. Like, it's a societal thing. It's, I, it's, you know why? I feel like it's the cool thing to do, to be offended by things. Interesting. That's quite the take. I Not just with baseball, but about everything. I think it is a cool thing to do, to be offended by things.
0: That is quite the take. Yeah. Now let's bring that back to baseball.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm right. ingraining it in baseball. Right. So let's bring that back to baseball because you look at these pitchers; they are all getting offended by this shit. When, dude, you just threw the shittiest pitch. You threw a shit pitch. All right. Grow up. Grow up. Right. Exactly. Come on.
0: I mean, if you're gonna throw a shit pitch, it's it's you want it. You're gonna expect it, you're gonna expect it to get hit. Yeah. Exactly. I just I don't understand why bat flipping is made such a big deal by by these pitchers. It really shouldn't be. Because, <laughs> let's let's go back, what, five years now? Four years? Jose Fernandez. Okay. a Homer. Bad yes. flips. He's a pitcher doing this. Yes.
1: It was just, wasn't this his first Major League home run? This is his
0: first or second, yeah.
1: I think it was his first one. Against the Brewers, have been, right? Or maybe it was his first hit of the year. No, it was Braves. Braves, was Braves that's what I meant, yep. And... Yeah, 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 because he spit at third He's base to Chris spit at Johnson. at third base, yeah. And then Chris Johnson ran in and went behind Brian McKinnon, like wrapped around. He was like trying to act tough, but he was really just a fucking bitch.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if a, flips, if a pitcher bat flips, if a pitcher bat flips, I think any it's pitcher flare, going forward should be like, okay, well, we can do it too. You got to learn how to hit home runs, but we can do it too.
1: Not just that, dude. I mean, you look at these guys, they... You're in a jam in the sixth inning, big spot in the game.
0: Right, right? sixth inning, you're up. Let's say you're up two runs. Your two runs loaded. bases
1: loaded. You're down three on the count. You get, and then you come back and strike the guy out. You're not going to be jumping around, yelling, you know, right? Let's go. Right. I've done it plenty of times. Right. Exactly. Plenty it's, of times.
0: And I, I hate to keep using the Mets as examples. <laughs> I do, but remember when Chad Qualls was the Marlins, and he fell off the mound after yes. celebrating? Yes. That was. An eighth-inning jam he got out of. Yeah. His team had a one-run lead. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's throwing at At that time, it was Yelich, Stanton, Ozuna. I don't think yeah. any Met was throwing at that for Chad Qualls being hyped about getting out of a jam. No. How can you be? It's it's a double standard here. Yeah, it is. 100%. And I think
1: that You helps. know why? Because the pitcher's in control of the game. That's why.
0: True. In charge of the pace of the game and everything.
1: He's in charge of the entire game.
0: Yeah. I, I think in terms of— He's the quarterback. Right. But in terms of what's popular— it's bad flips. It's hitters. It's home runs. It's yeah. not strikeouts. It's not no hitters anymore. Which yeah. we'll get to in a minute in a little later in the podcast.
1: Yeah. I me personally, I don't have a problem with any celebration at all. Right. I think that it brings flavor to the sport. You know, if I was a little kid and I saw, you know, like it's Dribble Cabrera a couple of years ago. Oh, just off the, of Ramos. I I love Ramos. That. Yeah. That was a walk off home run again. It's a, a it's a another big
0: spot. It's another Mets example. It has do with but it's, like the Mets. it's it's a prime example here. This yes. one and we'll link it on our Twitter and our. I think we'll do our Instagram too. Sure. Uh, by the way, yeah, we'll have it at Take a Pitch. At Take a Pitch. Follow um, us on Instagram and Twitter. Sorry to cut into that.
1: It's but. fine. But uh, yeah, they, you know, he got Adubray Ramos. Obviously, wasn't happy about it. Next time he faced him in 2017, he hit right, him right, and it was that
0: carried over a whole year. A whole year. Adubray Ramos waited an off season.
1: What? What about Bryce Harper hitting the home the home run off of uh, Hunter Strickland? In the playoffs. And then... And then Strickland came back the next
0: year. And then hit...
1: No, it wasn't the next year. It was like... Because they didn't verse. That was... I think... I want to say that was Which 2014. Which came first? The,
0: the fight or the...
1: The fight happened in 2016, I, I want to say.
0: So, Strickland waited the whole season and a half.
1: Two seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, about a season it was, and a a, half. it was that summer, yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Now, is that old school thinking? Or is that just... You don't want... Salty. Is that an ego?
1: Salty issue? ego. It's an yeah. ego issue.
0: Yeah. So does this come in so now is this a culture thing is it egos or is it old school thinking
1: both easily both I mean I don't know how you could really say that it's either or okay because you can't just say set one I think it's also people being salty I think I as think, as we move away from these guys who were born in the 80s and
0: early 90s even I feel like it's gonna get worse it's gonna be more ego driven than old school thinking yes You'll see more of these, these, uh, these,
1: these year-long waiting periods. You know what? I'm very intrigued. I want to see what happens when the when these Gen Z players start getting up to the major leagues.
0: The ones who are graduating, and getting drafted now.
1: Yeah, and a little bit younger too, like the kids born in like you know, oh five, oh six, oh seven. Interesting. You know, yeah. I'm gonna be very. Those are gonna
0: make us feel really old.
1: Yes, Uh yeah. Those kids would be all oh, ten years plus younger than me. But anyway, um, yeah. I'm I'm very intrigued to see what happens when they come up. I want to see because these kids are all treated like royalty. We can say that as a whole. So they, they go they, back to society as yes, a whole. As yeah. society, they are pieces of shits. These kids, <laughs> the worst generation probably ever. Um, I know every generation says that about the generation after them, but whatever. Right, and we're um, 20 in
0: our 20s saying this. Yes, I mean it's just yeah,
1: but it it does say a lot. Um, everybody knows these kids are scumbags, but anyway, I'm very intrigued to see what happens when these kids come up and, the and how up. the bat flips and the hit by pitches, how they take place. So
0: I think it's going to be interesting because and this is an interesting conversation to have which <laughs> we can spend an hour on. Yes. Because we're going to cut
1: also, this short in, just, in a little bit. Just cutting quick that these are also, this is also a generation that literally everybody always got a trophy. I didn't always get a trophy when I was a kid.
0: I, no, I didn't actually. So
1: I, you know, these, I mean
0: but you're also looking at this generation, they're growing up on the bat flip generation. This is the bad flip generation. These pitchers are seeing these guys bat flip.
1: Yeah, but you also, you know so these, Sammy Sosa celebrated.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't at but Sammy Sosa's bad flips weren't getting him beaned. They weren't it, it was it was Sammy Sosa. Pitchers knew that yeah. if you if you allowed a homer, Sammy Sosa was gonna make you know
1: it. Yeah. And that ties into the old school thinking not the ego. I just think everybody's a little bitch. I think you should be able to celebrate. Don't throw it at anybody's fucking head. Um, if you have personal beef with them, then yeah, go go for it. Throw it at his fucking head. But don't let the beef come like derive from their home run. And this actually ties That's in stupid. this ties in perfectly That's part of the game. How can you get mad at part of the game when you throw a shitty pitch and this guy fucking knocks it out of the park?
0: Right. And this ties in perfectly to what I want to talk about next, which we're also gonna have more about talk about more about next episode. Which is Reese Hoskins versus the Mets? Yes. Now, I'm thinking because we're gonna have I'm gonna have a Phillies I'm going to, go to Pennsylvania this weekend and I'm gonna get some Philly fan takes on this. Okay. So we'll kind of have a, a different side to see it. Voice memos for the win. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, but we're gonna. I mean Reese Hoskins got thrown at, and I'm putting it in air quotes that um, the, by Jacob Raymond, a nine nothing game. I don't think. In a nine, 9 nothing game. I don't think it's intentional. But if you're going to throw at someone in a, in a game, what happened? You good?
1: Yeah, I saved myself with attack.
0: Nice. Um, if you're going to throw at someone, do it in a game where you can't get hurt by it. So if it would be intentional, I would do it in a 9 nothing game. I would do it in something like that. I get it. Um, but Reece, the, the the Phillies hit, hit two Mets batters. Back-to-back pitches, correct? I think it was. It was Alonzo and yes. McNeil and Alonzo
1: in Monday's game. Was that back-to-back? It was Monday's, yeah, it was Monday's game. I don't know if they were back-to-back batters, so were they?
0: Yeah, because I think Alonzo's drove in a run. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yes. yes.
0: Now, I remember losing my shit when I
1: saw Pete Alonzo get hit high and tight. You know what? I didn't get mad about them at all, and I'll give you the reasoning why. Because they 110% weren't intentional.
0: You don't think either one? Nope. So you think this is all much to do about nothing?
1: Dude, you're already losing by so much. Why are you gonna hit these guys on well, the no, this bases one, this and make one, your job make your job in life so much harder in this moment?
0: True, but at that time, you see, you seeing your teammates getting hit on back to back pitches. You're gonna be like, okay, I gotta stand up for my
1: guys. Well, yes, but I feel like it was more of a control issue than anything else.
0: Okay, and on the Phillies' part, yes. Okay,
1: now I feel like it was a pressure control issue that they couldn't handle. Now let's
0: bring it next day. Fast forward a day to when Jacob Ram throws behind Reese Hoskins, not once but twice. Yes. Now, once, okay, it's a, it's a control issue. Twice, then maybe you're thinking there's some intent? No. So you think Jacob Ream just sucks?
1: Yeah. This this was the game that the Mets were up 9 nothing, right? Yeah. Dude, you're up 9 nothing. Do they have prior history? Probably not.
0: No, but I just said this before. If, I, if
1: I'm going to hit a guy and I'm going to get
0: payback, I'd rather do it in a game where I'm up 9 nothing, and I can't get hurt by it
1: badly. But for what reasoning? I don't see that there was a... A cause behind it. Well, I feel like if there was a cause behind it, there would have been a much bigger issue, and there would have been talked about a lot more.
0: Well, because I'm, I'm, it was a 97
1: mile an hour fastball behind his head, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I'm also just playing, you know going back and forth about this, but yeah, remember Reese Hoskins homered in Monday's game as well. Okay, I didn't know if he pimped it or not, which is again going tying back to what we just talked about. But you know, a guy homers off of off of uh, your staff, then you're Two best hitters, arguably, both get plunked on back to back pitches, stand up for your team. Throw out a guy.
1: Okay, I see what you're saying, but I feel and like if you're throw not, a guy, I feel like it. that's not the time and place to do it.
0: So when would you hit a guy? In a zero zero ball game when a no. when a base runner can make a difference? No. And then or in a nine nothing game when a base runner is a base runner. It's no big deal. It okay.
1: Also, if he is going after <laughs> if he's going after him, he's not going after his head. Right. That's stupid. That's right. asking for a 10-game suspension. Exactly. That That's dangerous, yeah. So that's another reason why I don't f- feel that he was actually headhunting. Okay. There's no way. But do you think or he was trying to hit him? Maybe he was trying. Maybe? I, I don't I know. I just, you know, he released a bad release point maybe or. I feel like, I feel like it, there was no bad blood there that he was trying to hit him. I feel like if they're going to hit anybody on the Phillies, come on. Let's be real now. Who's it going to be? Hoskins or Harper? Harper. Harper.
0: Who got tossed in Monday's yes. game. And now did you see the video of him tripping up the front the yes. dugout, dugout step? Yes. I love it. I love what Harper makes us look like a <laughs> fool. I know you're a huge Harper
1: fan, but come on. I you know what? I thought that that ejection was pretty bullshit, honestly.
0: That's coming from a Mets fan. Yeah.
1: It's coming from a Harper fan, as well though. Yeah. But less of a Harper fan now that he's on the Phillies. But still a Harper fan nonetheless. I feel like they yeah. I feel like it was kind of Bullshit. Right. I feel like it wasn't deserved. All
0: right. He didn't hey, say
1: boy. anything. He just said that it was bullshit. A ball. But it was a strike. It caught the top of the zone. He, until he got into the dugout, he didn't really say anything. And even when he got into the dugout, it didn't really seem like he said much.
0: Okay. All right. So, do you think this hot, this Phillies Mets beef is over, or no. do you think it's
1: the start of no this a is long a, a rivalry? Term. These are two teams that are good that are looking to go for the playoffs. Look back to 06, 07, 08, how much beef we had right with them.
0: And the funny thing is, in 07, 08, the Mets didn't even have the most beef with them. It was with the Marlins at the end of the season, with Miguel Oliva <laughs> and Jose Reyes. Oh, that was great. So, that. looking back. I remember I was fucking like 12. I was jumping around. Like, yeah, beat him up, Jose. But, like, again, looking back at this, the Mets-Phillies rivalry has always been mostly amongst the fans. Because these two teams were never really good at the same time. Never really
1: good at the same time. Like there okay. it, it was a
0: different instance like this year. Well, both, te- both teams, both teams are going it, for the top it, spot.
1: 06, 07, 08, and then now. Right, there's three years. You can't really have a rival in three yeah, years because I'm pretty sure the Phillies sucked between, you know, in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. Well, yeah,
0: when the Mets are making their yeah. their runs there. Yes, in the '80s, because the Phillies won in '80. Uh, they weren't in our and division then, though. So anyway, uh. Hoskins actually homered off of Rame last night, Wednesday, being Wednesday night. Yes. So he got the last laugh in all of the the saga here. He got the last laugh and uh, took him, what, 34 seconds to round the bases? Which 34 was seconds, yes. Slower than Bartolo Colon's home run shot <laughs> in San Diego. I, I don't blame him. I mean, that's just how I see it is, you know. I mean, even Rame said. Reim said he beat him. He made, he made a bad pitch and he hit it. Yeah. He got the best of him. So Jacob Rame, clearly in the thinking of, I got to make a better pitch. Well, yeah. So he's not going to be offended of a bad flip. So if Jacob Rame ever gets flipped, bad flipped against, we're good. Yeah. There's even no exactly. balls for Jacob Rame. Mm-hmm. But besides the point, um, sticking with the Phillies real quick. Yeah. They are crippled with injuries. They're not as bad as the Yankees. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a sec. But the Phillies we'll are
1: lesser first.
0: crippled with injuries. Um, I think I sent you this the screenshot yes, I saw I from have it It was Monday from Tuesday night's game. The SNY showed it on the uh on on their their broadcast. Yes. Couldn't think of the word for some reason. <laughs> oh, um, I didn't even know where you were going. Yeah, I know you didn't. Anyway, and the Phillies are down to the third string uh shortstop. Yes. Who isn't even a shortstop and Phil Goslin. Phil
1: Goslin. Yeah. He's not good. No, he's not. He's not good. He does not make the routine plays look easy.
0: So, Notable players currently on the injured list. Not the DL. The IL. Ugh, so annoying. Oduble Herrera with a hamstring injury. Center fielder. Tommy 50s. Hunter, right arm injury. That's all it says. doesn't say anything. It just yeah. says right arm. Scott Kingery, backup shortstop and infield utility player. Hamstring. Yeah. David Robertson, relief pitcher. Right elbow. Mm-hmm. Gene Segura, shortstop. Hamstring. Yep. Three hamstring injuries. Yeah. All two notable players, relatively
1: key pieces. The three bigger ones on the list, in my opinion. three out
0: of the the five. Yeah. I think...
1: Although they could definitely use Robertson. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah.
0: I think um, the way it it looks right now is if Gene Sikara can come back within the next three weeks, because I'm not so sure of the severity of it. Okay. I think the Phillies can maintain pace in the crowded NL East.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I yeah. think if it's any more than three weeks, they'll start to fall behind. Um, yeah, because defense is literally what ran them down yeah. last year.
0: And this past series against the Mets. Yeah. I mean they lost they did win the last game, but they lost yes. two of three. And Which, I think they made it combined in those two losses, what? Seven hours, six hours? I like
1: that, yeah. But I think they would have lost anyway those games. Just because they weren't playing well in general. Right. We're hitting. They were, but Steve, if Stephen Matt shuts you down. You don't deserve to win. I dude. Besides that one start, he has been fantastic. Yeah, he has, and he's looking pretty ripped. I don't know if you. I don't know if you peeped that I Long didn't. Island boy must be hitting the gym, getting those G T L gains, bro. But uh, yeah, Stephen Matt shot him down. Yeah, I mean, I I was there.
0: That was the Monday night. And I was there, and I was like, okay, this is the Stephen Matt that we've all been waiting for. Yes. Now, if only Zach Wheeler can. You he know, did. Can no, but if he can keep. Doing what he doing. Oh, okay. I yeah. think he is. Yeah, because that it's Zach a cat- Wheeler shut him Fantastic
1: down. compared to his first two starts.
0: Now, I want to bring something up because I didn't tell you this during
1: our, our pre-show meeting. Oh, okay. A little, yeah. little spicy surprise. Let's Jake Arietta's it. comments. Yes, I love that.
0: I wanted to bring this up. I can't find it now.
1: I'm with um, him. Yeah, I'm 100% with him. He needs this guys behind him, basically. Yeah,
0: so basically Bryce Harper, when he got ejected yes. beyond, behind Arietta. Mm-hmm. Um Let me see if I can find the exact quote. Jake Arietta Bryce Harper second second search for Jake Arietta uh, let's go to Jake Arietta bashing Bryce Harper let's go to that headline
1: are we going to get another uh Bryce Papelbon situation I th- I feel like Arietta is the one who beat the shit out of Bryce well yeah that's what I'm so yes yeah. we might uh Fox News here we go. cuz so we... I feel like there might be a good chance at the Phillies
0: cuz Arietta's not the one, not one to to keep comments to himself. No, and he's been very outspoken with. And he's the most ripped the player Cubs. in the MLB. Oh, dude's jacked. <laughs> here we go. I got the exact quote right here. Quote from Jake Arrieta. Look, I mean, he's got to understand we need him in right field. I don't care how bad the umpire is. He wasn't great for either side. I'm out here trying to make pitches, and he misses some calls. So what? We need him out there. We were flat from the start to finish. Two-hour delay. Doesn't matter. We have to be ready to play. We weren't, and it showed. So yep. that's the first part. Mm-hmm. Kind of saying Bryce needs to chill the fuck out. Yes. Um, and then we're looking at the second part of this. The dugout was flat. Defense wasn't good. Didn't throw the ball well as a staff overall. We got beat. Mm-hmm. We started at 845. I don't think our guys were ready to play. We've got to come out tomorrow ready to ready to play. It's troubling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out here I'm out there doing everything I can to win a game. I need my guys behind me and they weren't. Jake it sounded like a manager right there. Yeah. Kind calling, of, out, yeah. calling out his team. Yeah. I, I think it's a team leader. Very much so. And it's a team that relatively young still.
1: Yeah. I uh, they don't A have young many. team with
0: tons of experience. Yes. Mm, yeah. A yeah. lot of these guys got brought up early into their careers. Yeah.
1: Frank Franco and
0: Franco Herrera. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Even Segura.
1: Yeah, he's he's old now though. He's oh, what 28, 30? Yeah.
0: But he's, he caught he got called up.
1: Yes, young. At a young age in the Brewers. Yeah. Or Angels originally or Brewers originally? I think
0: it was the Brewers. But either way, Jake Arrieta.
1: Angels originally.
0: Jake Arrieta's been around almost a decade at least, mm-hmm. if not more. He's really taking this I think he's taking this leadership role more serious than Bryce Harper is. Well, he I needs think to. Harper needs to take it serious, or More serious.
1: Arietta is in his thirties. I think he's what thirty-three, something like that, around there, thirty-four, probably thirty-three. Yeah, I mean, either way, and on a team that can win,
0: a team that has the—he's thirty-three years old from Missouri. Yes, a team. This is a Philly team that has the potential to beat anyone. Yeah, as long as their pitching can hold hold their opponents to three, four runs. Yeah, because this team can outslug anyone, top to bottom. This is a. This is probably the best lineup in baseball. Yeah, Ta- talent-wise, offensively. On paper. On paper, is the
1: best lineup in baseball.
0: I'll give you that. I just
1: think I won't. I won't agree though.
0: I I just think that on a team like the Phillies, who expects to compete, they they went out. They spent stupid money on Bryce Harper. They spent. They got uh, JT Ramuto. Yeah. Bringing in Segura, you know, they made the moves to win now. Yes. The attitude, I think, is only there from Arietta, from what I've seen. Okay. The win now attitude is something that needs to come with the win now um, money. So yes, obviously the injuries are mm-hmm. a huge factor right now, and it and if I'm a Phillies fan, I'm looking at like I'm okay, I'm glad that these injuries are happening now, as opposed to late August early September. Yes. So for Phillies fans, be glad that it's happening now, mm-hmm. and you hope that the I mean, hamstrings are very difficult, especially with a guy like Cigara yeah, who relies on bulky. his speed yes. and his Agility, mobility. Yeah. 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 So with Segura, you want to wait three weeks. Um, bless you. Oh, thank you. Um, but you want to wait at least three weeks to see, make sure his hamstring is a hundred percent healed. Yeah. So, I don't think the Phillies are should be worried about these injuries, not as much as Yankee fans, at least. Yes. Because let's go. Let's go to the Yankees real quick. Well, not real quick because this is a long list. I I can honestly say I think the Yankees injured list is better on paper than
1: most teams. Would you like me to read off the list?
0: You can read off the list.
1: All right, we got Luis Severino, their ace. We talked about that in one of the first episodes. Yes. Had a
0: few setbacks.
1: Um, Jacob B. Ellsbury, who, whatever. He's always injured. Troy Tulowitzki, A good depth lining. Yeah. Didi Gregorius. Tommy. Yep. Miguel Andujar.
0: Well, and let me stop you real quick. On the expected return from Miguel Andujar, mm-hmm. it says May
1: or Spring Training 2020. Yeah,
0: That's a huge fucking window. It is. There's a, is Ray Ramirez a trainer?
1: <laughs> what? Do you know what his injury is? Uh, he's, Clearly, he needs MRI. So
0: this is from Brian Hock, H-O-C-H. Yes, yeah, yeah. So this is updated as of April 24th. Andujar is attempting to avoid season-ending surgery on his partially torn right labrum.
1: Ooh, okay. So there there's a come. it's That's a huge why.
0: time timetable, but I had that May, or, May or spring training. I, you know, it's almost it's April 25th right now. Yeah, you want to at least have an idea,
1: but yeah, but also with I'll I'll say from my experience with that surgery, I got yeah. it in September. Yeah, you weren't ready to go. I was. Well, I lied and I said I was ready. March but I wasn't I wasn't even supposed to be throwing at 100% until right. April but you wanted a ball but I you mean, had to. You had after to. after six months of not you know really throwing actually even more because I didn't throw for a while before that but you know it's it is something that it depends on you right well and you got the fucked up situation too because yeah. they fucked up that yeah oh yeah and cut through my fucking rotator cuff um anyway, still open.
0: Here's the update though. He could play third base in an extended spring game this weekend.
1: Why don't they move him to first?
0: And then Wait. who do they who do they put at third? Clint
1: Frazier? Who's an outfielder? No. What kind of solution is that? Hershela? They've Giovanni Hershela. Ursh- Ursh- Hershela, yeah. Um I didn't even know they had him, yeah. honestly.
0: I mean, that's just yeah. Um also on the injured list. Dylan Matanzas. Yeah. Greg Bird. Mm-hmm. Clinton Frazier, who got injured last night. Yeah. Ben Heller, a reliever. Yeah. Aaron Hicks, who they just signed to a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the, and the almighty. the biggest of them all. No, no, wait. Jordan Montgomery. Oh. Nah. Hang on. John Carlos Stanton.
1: Oh, that's who the biggest of them all was for me.
0: Uh, oh, I was going to go with Aaron Judge. He's hurt? Yeah. Since what? He strained his left oblique on a swing against the Royals on April 20th. Judge Underwent testing the strain was pretty significant. There is no timetable for Judge's return, though Cashman said it will be more than two weeks.
1: I thought he was in the lineup yesterday. Uh, This is is as of April 24th. This is that update. I could be
0: 100% wrong. I feel like you might be, actually, for once. I feel like I am. But either way, their entire starting lineup is injured. Their opening day lineup. Let me look at the Yankees' opening day lineup here real quick. Opening day lineup. 2019
1: wow they got brett gardner batting third
0: right so let me read off the opening day lineup here and you'll tell me who's still healthy
1: ready from yesterday in the lineup from three oh, of them
0: well i was gonna read it off but thanks
1: asshole go on
0: gardner yep judge no stanton no luke Voigt. yes miguel andujar no gary sanchez yes greg bird no glabar torres yes Troy Tulowitzki.
1: No, It was actually four. I'm sorry.
0: Half but of them. but Sanchez had an injury like a week ago or something like that. He was he was dealing yeah, with something. But he's
1: here, right? He's he here in now. The lineup yesterday. He's hitting 244.
0: Good for him. <laughs> Wasn't expecting him to hit that high. Um. Anyway, that that was their opening day lineup. Half of their opening, more than half their opening day lineup is now injured. Yes. How are they gonna? And this is a team that expects to compete as well, like the Phillies. They have championship pieces. They have championship talent. On paper, they can compete with anyone. Yeah, I don't know how the Yankees are doing it, but they have, they're still over five hundred.
1: Except for their starting rotation, but I think it lacks yeah that necessary piece. But I mean, they're still Either way the team is still over five hundred. Yeah, Domingo Herman
0: is four and one. Yeah, he is the savior right now. I I just I don't know how much longer the Yankees can keep this up playing with a AAA roster. As, long as
1: it's sustainable, yeah, how- not not too long. The only thing that does make it, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Sustainable, I guess. Possible Possible is that there's no scouting reports on these guys.
0: Right. I mean, Domingo Herman. the scouting report on him is he's wild. Yes. But he's four and one right now and he's pitching unreal. Yeah. I think, I, I just don't know how much longer it's sustainable. I, I'd say I give it another two weeks before something falls off. The wheels start falling
1: off. Okay. Uh, i I'll, I'll I'll wait until, you know, a guy or two comes back.
0: So, we got to, before we move on, just give you the timetables for some of these guys. Go on. Aaron Judge, expected return, to be determined. Montgomery, July. Severino, July. Stanton, May. No timetable in May. Tulo, May. Uh, Let's go back up top. Heller, June. Hicks, May. Facing his next checkpoint for Hicks is facing live pitching. Gregorius, June, July, or August. Yeah. Frazier, who got hurt recently, expected to turn May 5th through 9th.
1: All right, that's reasonable.
0: Right, that's the only one that, that
1: gives a real timetable.
0: Mm-hmm. Ellsbury, who fucking knows? Greg Bird, May or June. Patancas, June. Anduhar, May or spring
1: training 2020. Yeah. Well, weird timetables, but.
0: But there's so much so much question marks Yes. surrounding this entire, all these injuries. Mm hmm. That you don't know how, what's going to, when the guy come back. Could yeah. Fraser can only do so much. Well, yeah. And he's been tearing the cover off the ball. Yes. But he can only do so much when he comes back. Yeah. Uh, I'd be worried if I'm a Yankee fan. I mean, I know they are. Yes. But I'd be worried long term. Yeah. Not just for the next month or so. Yeah. I'd be worried for the season. Yes. A hundred percent. Especially in a division where the Red Sox, once they figure out what the hell's going on with them, this is a team that can
1: out hit anyone. I honestly am not worried about the Red Sox is, or the Yankees. Right. I'm worried the, about the Rays. The Ra-
0: right, the Rays. Exactly. They're a 91 team last year. Yes. Blake Snell's out of his mind. They're playing unreal baseball in front of
1: 10,000 fans. Glasnow is Austin unreal. unreal. Austin Meadows. The, uh, Charlie Chris, Morton. The
0: Chris Archer trade. Chaz Rowe. Dude,
1: the, Chris, the Chris Archer trade. His movement. Is paying off ah, in spades for the Rays. Hell yeah. Austin Meadows is their best offensive player.
0: Jimon Choi, I think they still have, right? Yes. The first base. He's yeah. he's a power hitter who can get you at least 280. Yeah. I think I have his autograph, actually. Of course <laughs> for, you do. For the Futures game,
1: when I went. Of course you at do. At City Field.
0: It's the most, I don't know. He's the only one who signed a ball for me. <laughs> I tried getting Correa's autograph, but he didn't want to sign for me.
1: Like, no, fuck you, white boy. Um.
0: But yeah, no. So either way, this is a raised team. Yeah. Might make some noise in
1: October. Definitely. Definitely possible. With their bullpen of, is fantastic too which has been crumbling a little bit but they are still fantastic. So we want
0: to talk about making noise in October. How about making yeah. noise for the rest of the season? This is a debate I think we're going to have into October and into next season. Yeah. Cody Ballinger versus Christian Yelich. Yeah. This is our main topic here. Yes. Which is, is kind of weird cuz we're 50 minutes into this. This is the real beef. Right. So this might be this is going to be a long episode, guys. Oh. This, we're we're, we're yeah, well.
1: We're deep into we're, this. We're we're an hour almost. Um, All right, go on.
0: Cody Bellinger versus Christian Yellich. Mm-hmm. This is the cream of the crop, the best of the best right now. Let me ask you right now real quick. If you had to pick one to start your season with and to start your start your franchise with, who are you picking
1: right now? Yelich. Why? Because, yes, Bellinger's numbers on paper, what he's been doing, Everything. Let me just read it off has, real quick. Has been very flashy so far. Let me read it off real quick.
0: He's hitting 424. On base percentage, 500. Slugging percentage, 891. That's good for an OPS of 1.391.
1: Or OPS plus of 260.
0: Unreal. Yes. Now, he's also a 12 homers.
1: Yep. Driven in 30. Mm hmm. Four stolen bases, but also has been caught three times.
0: Right. But his war is a 2 nine. Yes.
1: Which is. Ridiculous. This is
0: and, we, and I remember last episode I was all aboard the Mike Trout hype train on this is his best year ever in history. Yeah. Cody Bellinger came in and said, "Fuck you, hold my beer." Yeah. Like the dudes, and he's only twenty three years old. Yeah. That's what's mind blowing about this. Yelich is twenty seven. He's having his best years now.
1: Mm-hmm. Bellinger had great years. It, it took. I think it took Yelich to be the guy it took out of, him out of Miami to get him out of Miami i think that's what it took cuz yes he was a great player in Miami a guy that could always put the bat on the ball had nice speed had you know had the glove had the arm he, but once he once he had to be the guy and he was in a place that you know is a little bit better with home runs in Milwaukee yeah cuz
0: Miami's a m- cavernous ballpark yeah
1: so to get into Milwaukee to have Ryan Braun hitting behind him, you know, an ex-MVP, a it's guy Aguilar. who is older. He has been shit so far this year. But yeah, it's, an, it's the, the potential there. Yes. The Brewers, I think you were saying before that the Phillies have, you know, the best lineup on paper. I would put up the Brewers against any team in the MLB, their lineup.
0: I think their pitching also
1: is a big reason why. Maybe their bullpen. Yeah, Their starting think... rotation is very iffy. I don't even know a single one of them besides Zach Davies. Chassin. Jules' Chassin. Is he starting? I think so. Oh, okay. But I think the, the, but either way the pitching. But yeah, go on. Is go the
0: on. reason that they're competitive right now, aside from Yelich, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean Ryan Braun has also been playing very well. Post steroids. Allegedly. Oh Allegedly. <laughs> he Yeah, no. So, I'm going with you know Christian Yelich. Also, um, I'll read off his stats. He has 13 home runs. He's hitting 326, a 438 on base clip, and has a slugging of 793 for an OPS plus of 212. So that's not that much different. 212 and 260 are big difference. Big difference, but you're talking about 200. You know, right? Two hundred plus, plus. Yeah, that's regar- regardless ridiculous.
0: One thing I didn't notice oh. real quick about mm-hmm. Bellinger, he's arbitration eligible this off season.
1: Yeah, is he really arbitration yeah, twenty twenty season? Yeah,
0: the dude's about to make bank. Kind
1: of, he's still.
0: If he can keep this up.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say bank bank, but he'll, you know, yeah, eighteen million twenty. No, 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 no way. You think he's gonna break it in his first year? There's no way. What's he making right now? Right now, six hundred six hundred five thousand dollars. Exactly. He's making that's minimum or close to minimum. So he's gonna be making hmm. five million? Yeah, I guess. I mean
0: it's it's gonna be uh it's it's gonna be something to watch in the off season. Yeah. But I think uh I I'd pick Bellinger, honestly.
1: Okay. I know I don't agree at all. I 110% am picking Yelich. He is actually. I want to hear your Bellinger first, since you want to pick Bellinger. I'm I'm picking Yelich. I want to hear why you pick Bellinger. So
0: Bellinger, I think with him, he's very versatile. So if I'm going to start a a franchise, I want vers- a little versatility. Okay. He can play first base, which is a uh, position of need for anyone, and he's an outfielder
1: as well. Which is a position that needs for anyone. Right. Every position is a position no, that but needs like, for anyone. In terms of except center field on the angels.
0: But in terms of when you're looking at starting a team, you're looking at first base or outfielders. Correct? No. Or pitchers. No. You're looking at the power positions. What do you what do you look at then?
1: I would look at shortstop, catcher, center field. So the weaker positions. Those are not weak positions. I think those are the three most important positions on the field.
0: No, no, but I'm saying in terms of talent depth. The talent level across major league baseball at the catching position is much weaker than at first base.
1: I would say shortstop might be the strongest position. You do not agree. In terms
0: of need or talent is what I'm saying.
1: Talent. Okay. Do you not agree with that? You don't seem like you agree with that.
0: I think, yes, outfielding because there's more of them. I think there's more talented outfielders because there's more outfielders in general. There's three well, per team, yeah.
1: Well, each position is very different.
0: Right, and that's, I think, what nobody tends to consider. Yeah. But if you get a guy that can play a very good outfield, a very good first base, mm-hmm. two completely different positions, I'm taking that. Okay. Along with the fact that we know he hits for 30, 40 home runs a year. Yeah. We know he'll hit 300. Okay. I mean, this 424 he's hitting now, unreal. But there, at there's a point in time where he will cool off. But he'll still he'll stay around 360. Yeah. Okay. I'll take 360 no matter what. Yelich is what he's hitting 326.
1: 326.
0: Give him a slump, he'll go down to
1: 280. Which don't wrong; it's still good. You know what? You know what though? I think the difference between them, Yelich can hit lefties better. Okay. Yelich is a complete five-tool player. I'm not a full blo- full-blown full believer on Bellinger's defense. To say, what, what tool is he missing? Yeah. I would say defense. Okay. His arm is good. It's good. I wouldn't say it's You think it's the spectacular. glove? I think it's the glove. Okay. And Gellich's glove is fantastic, but I wouldn't say his arm is spectacular. But it is above average, so still five-tool.
0: Let's see. Looking at Bellinger's defensive numbers right now. It's made one error in right field. Okay. Three outfield assists, two assists from the first base position. So I don't s I think it's it's very early still. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. I'd we're say we, I think we should revisit the this first discussion. Full month. Right. We should revisit the discussion in like mid June, mid July. and say, then really yeah. see how it how it changes. But right now, I'm looking at Cody Bellinger making an MVP case over Christian Yelich.
1: I don't agree. I know you disagree.
0: For the first time in a while, we don't agree on
1: something. Dude, I'm just going to put this in perspective. Yep. Cody Bellinger last year hit 260. Right. On base at 343, slugging 470. These are okay numbers. They're good. Okay. Right. Christian Yelich last year won the MVP 326, 402, 598. He's replicating it. He's been doing this for over a year. So you're, you're sticking with Cody consistency. Whereas Cody Bellinger has been doing it for a month. You're sticking with consistency. Um, okay. Yes. Okay. He's been doing it for over a year. It's believable. He, in my opinion, is the best player in the National League. Now,
0: you said something to me before we started. Yes.
1: You He's want to repeat it or do you want me League, to— He's Mike Trout.
0: Explain, because— Five tools, yes.
1: Five tools. He's the best player in the National League. He's the superstar in the National League. What he's doing is insane. He has eight home runs off the Cardinals so far this year. He's yeah, 13, that, that alone is ridiculous. He has 13 home runs in this month. The most ever is 15, A-Rod. Also played in like four more games Right. so far. He needs two more home runs to tie it. Right. Um, He's eight home runs off the Cardinals. You know what the most ever in history in a single season is like eleven. Right, and he's a, he's he's got what he's thirteen eight.
0: games against the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, he, no, no, seven, seven games. Oh well, he's now got another it's, thirteen. Now right, it's ten. Now it's ten games.
0: Or he's got another. He's got another eight or nine, right against the Cardinals. Then.
1: Yeah, he's got like ten games left. About whatever it is.
0: And again, this is the Cardinals pitching
1: staff that you and I, and I mentioned before
0: is a very good staff. Yeah.
1: They just can't figure out Yelich out. Who can? I he would be the last person I want to pitch to, and. I was watching MLB Network, and they were saying that, you know, he was getting pitched around, and they're going to pitch to Ryan Braun.
0: Similar to what the Cubs did with Harper in that
1: series. Exactly. But the thing is, with Bryce Harper, he didn't have anybody behind him picking him up. Right. Ryan Braun, when they've walk, when they walked Yelich so far, I think almost every single time. I think Braun's gotten a hit. He's gotten a hit or a home run. Yeah. So, now it's like... And then you also
0: have... To look at what's ahead of Yelich in Arcia. Is he As, hitting in front of him? I think so.
1: I don't think he is. But either way, the, the, the quality is, of... Uh,
0: but like, again, Lorenzo Kane. The quality of players in front
1: of Yelich yeah. is... The thing I would change, though, if they do start... If everybody starts walking Yelich, the thing that I would change for him is I would move Lorenzo Kane down to the two-hole. i put Christian Yelich to lead off. You're not going to walk a guy to lead off the game.
0: So, actually... Brewers starting lineups. It's been Kane, Yelich, Braun, Aguilar, Mustakis, Hernan Perez, Manny Pena, and Orlando Arcia. Yeah. In that order. So, Yelich sitting two. Yeah. He's, saying he's doing this all from the two spot. Yeah. All right. Maybe I might change my vote. My pick. I think I might go Yelich then. He,
1: he's, dude, he's incredible. I'm telling you. He is legit. This is the player that he is. I don't think that Cody Bellinger is... A four twenty four.
0: What do you player. think? He, well, obviously not. No, not many people are four twenty four. Nobody is, other than Ted Williams. Not even. Right. It, it was one year for him. So what is
1: four hundred seven? Right. What is what is Cody Bellinger then? Cody Bellinger. Um. Uh, you know what? I'll say he's a two eighty guy, two ninety. Forty homers. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. He's the powers there. He's a huge. He's huge. He's six four. Six four two oh three. Yeah, oh, he's pretty skinny. Yeah, but it's uncomfortably skinny, actually. Not like, really. You look at him. Uh, easily, it's, what two inches taller than me and about six pounds more. That's really not that much.
0: And he's got about thirteen pounds or four inches on me.
1: We're about we're about you know weight differential, right? Weight to height differential. Yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, put me up in the box. Dodgers Dodger Stadium, going yard. Yeah. No, not even. Close. Not even. No. You um, can get out of the infield. Would I get out of the infield? Yeah. Why? Yeah. All right. Obviously. Now, let me ask
0: you a question. Because not
1: lefty. Let me ask well, you maybe. This. Let me let me ask
0: this real quick, because this is now a Cody Bellinger-driven year for the Dodgers. Is it his team, or does it st- is it still that old guard of Kershaw, um, Kershaw? Or Kershaw. Okay. Is it, is it still like the Kershaw's team? Like, is it still, when you think of the Dodge, you think Kershaw? Or do you think, are we changing now to,
1: when you think of the Dodge, think, do you think Bellinger? I think right now, as of this moment, yes, still Kershaw's. Okay. But it is moving on to Bellinger. Rapidly. And Seeger. Well, Seeger, I haven't even heard much about him this year. No, me either. But I'm just saying, it is, you know, it's their team. They're young guys. You think of it about a year or so? Maybe two yeah. years, because what? Because Kershaw was what thirty. Yeah, let's see if let's see if Kershaw could even have a full season.
0: I mean, that's that's a whole other topic we could talk about. I know, which but we'll, we'll bring no. it
1: another time because we're already way we're, over. We're, yeah, we're we're going long today, but All fuck right. it. Go get it to the last subject, buddy. Yeah.
0: Um. Real quick, I, I read this article. Great article from Jason Stark. Um, this week about. The no hitters dying. The death of the no hitter going extinct. Now, part of it, he said, was because of pitch counts. Okay. Another part was because, you know, mostly because of pitch counts, actually, and the preservation of arms. I have three, three little uh, stats here that I have from the article pitchers who have left a no hitter. Mm-hmm. In 20, I'm going to start from where it starts. 2009, zero. So everybody who had no hitter either finished it or lost it. Yeah. They didn't get pulled from it. 2010, one. 2011, two. 2012, one. 2013, one. So, we, you know, up until about 2014 when pitch counts were really more of a focus than ever. Yeah. I feel like 2014 is when we started with the pitch count craze.
1: Kind of. The craze. Because yeah. Johan
0: Santana threw, what, 134, 137? What's what's that? Johan Santana threw, what, 134? <laughs> in his, Something like that. In 2012, right? Yeah. Okay. We weren't really too concerned. I mean, we were worried, but we weren't too concerned. It wasn't like, oh, my God, 134 pitches, he'll never pitch for the next six nah, weeks. No, we
1: were worried. I was worried. Right,
0: as Mets fans, we were. But as a baseball world.
1: I don't know. I feel like. Just me. Everyone doesn't really think Edwin Jackson's up, 139. Me coming up and me pitching, like, I always had a pitch count. Okay. So I feel like that's kind of why it was already ingrained in me. So you think
0: the pitchers that were focused, but as a whole, casual fans.
1: I mean, I couldn't speak for them, honestly. Okay. I'm just saying for me personally, I always looked at pitch count. Right. So
0: 2013 was really the last of the, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let them go. Because in 2014, it was four, 15 and 16, it was five guys. Who left no hitters? Yes. 2017 was four. 2018. Guess how many guys left no hitters? I, mean, I know I sent it to you, but don't look. Guess uh, I, already, I already looked. Uh, I have it up. 11. Yeah. 11 pitchers got pulled from no hitters. And already we're at three this year, I think, right? David Hess. Um. I thought it said five for this year. Five for this year? I, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Got the hook after maybe.
1: I don't know. Oh, five bids this year.
0: Yeah, there were five bids. I think three of them got pulled. I know Hess with the Orioles the first weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the two others were. Oh, Bauer was the big name in that group. Trevor Bauer.
1: Yes. You know, I actually had a dream last night that he got traded to the Mets. That just reminded me. Really? Yeah. What did we give up? Uh, Nobody's.
0: Cool. Yeah. I like
1: that. The Indians like basically just gave him to us. But at the same point, Pretty dope.
0: So, so at the same point as the no hitters pitch is being pulled, there are less no hit bids. Obviously, it's still early for the first month that five no hit bids, but no hit bids have increased. Yes. Yes. But they they haven't been finished. Okay. In 2018, there were 45 no hit bids and no hit bids of six plus innings by the starting pitcher. In 2017, though, is the anomaly in this increase 22. Yes. But other than that we're in the 30s, 20 11, 29. That was the last only other year in the last I want to say eight, 8 9 years that it was in the 20s. Everything else 32 34 32 36 42 45, you know? Yeah. So these guys aren't either aren't giving um given a chance to finish it or they're losing it, but there'd be there's more. Now I want to ask you this. Does the increase in no-hit bids show that it's a pitcher's game? Or does it show that it's, it's just the scouting reports that we that these pitchers are just more effective on? Both. If you had to pick one, is it is it more of a pitcher center pitcher oriented game, or is it the, are the these starting pitchers who have more time to prepare for scouting reports because they're not pitching every day? Is that a huge role of it? Yes, I'll go scouting reports. Interesting. Yeah. So no hit bids.
1: Because it's definitely not a pitcher's game.
0: Right. But it, that this is what I'm about to pre- essentially uh, show. There were 45 no-hit bids in 2018. How many no-hitters were there last year? Two? Two. Yeah. In 2017, there were 22 no-hit bids. How many no-hitters were there? Three. One.
1: One. One? Who was it? Uh, I don't have that up right now. Um. MLB history, no-hitters? I know there were at least two in 2015. Right, with Scherzer and Heston.
0: (laughs) Both against the fucking Mets. And then you had Mike Mike Fiers, Iwakuma, and Hamels. Yeah. In 2015. So 2015 had a nice little run. In 2016, there were 36 no-hit bids. How many no-hitters were there? Do you know? No, I don't. There was one. One. So in 2017 you had edinson volquez in 2016 you had jake arietta okay combine those two years for those two no hitters they were 58 no-hit bids so six innings or longer yes that's unreal that's just nuts and nine of them yeah were pulled before they could finish
1: yeah. I just I mean, think I just I, don't, think, I don't I don't understand it, but at the same time I do.
0: I just think something like this is just mind just fascinating to me personally because you know, no hitters, when we think of a no hitter, it's an amazing accomplishment, correct? Yeah. But statistically, and this is part of the article, game score, which is how they used to measure dominance. Okay. Game score. Johan Santana's wasn't even his best game pitched. Of course not. It was like twentieth best.
1: Really? I didn't know. It, it was something uh, yeah, it was something like that.
0: Um I kinda don't have the article in front of me, I just have the screenshots from the certain stats, but yeah. The combined no hitter is just kind of shit, in my opinion. What do you what do you think about as a pitcher? A combined no hitter, what do you think? About it? Like does it count really Yeah, it counts. I mean
1: it counts obviously, but does it count for any pitchers in particular? No, it counts for the team.
0: But I mean, do you count it as like a no hitter?
1: Yes, it's a no hitter.
0: But do you, and would you would you group it with the Scherzer the the no hitters, the Arietta no hitters, the manaya no hitters? No, because it's not the same
1: thing. That's, that's a single handed pitcher doing it.
0: That's pretty much the whole thing of the article because
1: nobody's even, regardless of no hitters. How many complete games are there? Complete game shutouts. How many are the, of those are there anymore? Right. I I saw a thing about, or I remember hearing something about Tom Seaver opening up a desk drawer and it was full of baseballs. They're like, oh, were what is games. that? And it was like all his complete games, and he had like two of them, right? He was like, yeah, it's tons. Crazy. I, I think. Now, do you?
0: Let me ask you this: as a fan of pitching, which okay. I know you are.
1: Yes, I am. Do
0: you think this will hurt the game? Because obviously we're going to look at these pitchers like these guys are great. Yes. Some of the numbers are putting up, like like we said, DeGrom, like Blake Snell last year. These guys are are building fan bases for the teams because they're pitching. Do you think it's going to hurt the game? The no-hitters dying? No. Do you think it's going to help the game?
1: The only reason, yes, it would help the game is because people want to see hitting. You know what I'm saying? Like for me personally, I'm I'm upset about it. I love seeing a great pitching game, right? Like but, a, great, a great pitching effort is but second to none almost. But I was actually at the game that I went to. Um, the guy behind me was like, dude. Uh, he was like, man, like he was. He claimed that he was that no hitter. He was like, it was the most boring game of my life until the ninth inning. Then it was then it was really exciting, but.
0: See now, let me ask you this: Is that a fake fan? Yes.
1: Okay. That's not a baseball fan. Okay. And I don't think that you're a baseball fan unless you appreciate the no hitters, right? And real pitching duels. Pitching duels are so much better than a slugfest of a ten to nine game. So much better. It's not even close, in my opinion. So let's see. I got
0: the I got the article right here, real quick. Yep. Let me let me let me roll through it real quick. Go for it. Um, so Trevor Bauer got at the hook after seven hitless innings on April 4th. The Indians did not finish it. Mm-hmm. David Hess, three days earlier on April 1st. Six and a third innings, zero hits. 82 pitches, though. Okay. Now, this is that, that one reminds me of, of Walker Bueller. How he got right I think It was Bueller who had the no-hitter in one of his first starts, right?
1: The no-hit bid? Bid, yes. Yeah. <laughs> You fucked me up. I thought you meant he threw an actual right. hitter. I was do like, not think, think
0: so? Do you think protecting these young arms, the way that they are shown to be protected, like that the, the that these uh, managers think they they'll be protected? Do you yeah. think that's more important than letting them go for history as a young pitcher? I, I I'd say let them go for the history. Because how many, how many no-hit-bids these guys going to get? I think I stumped you
1: finally. It did. You know why? Because I've had this internal conflict with myself thinking about it. Okay. Um. You know what? I, I really honestly, I don't feel that one start will hurt you. I don't think that they really should put a huge cap on guys. I think at the beginning of the season, yes. Because... I tore my labrum. That was from years and years and years and years. I tore it at 17. I had been pitching since I was 10. It took me 10 years to fucking tear that. Okay? Right. So, it's a lot of wear. But also at the same time, you have to, if you, if you have your shoulder built up enough to protect it, you'll be okay. Um, I do not have an answer for you. That's my answer.
0: <laughs> so, I finally stumped you.
1: Yes, I I can't say one way or the other. I think it's situational. If you know it, you know, so a guy like David Hess, who's on the Orioles, so
0: we don't know what his career is going to be like ever. Yes, eighty-three pitches they pull him after sixth and the third. Yeah, would you have let him go? How many stars does he add at that point? Do you that, know? yeah, it doesn't say. Okay, but um, but regardless, it's a, it's an Orioles franchise
1: who's maybe in another the midst inning?
0: of in the midst of
1: no misery. It, it I don't know no. You're not going to ruin a guy's career just to satisfy fans. Just in case. I think. So, you think in a David Hess situation, it's be
0: safe. Like in one of his first career starts, like one of the first 10 starts of his career, you'd yes. say play it safe and pull it. Yeah. But a guy like Scherzer, obviously Scherzer, you're going to let go. Yes. Of course. A guy like, I'm trying to think of a mid level, like an Edwin Jackson kind
1: of guy. Yes, I'm letting him go.
0: Okay. So if it's a veteran, you're going to let him go. But if it's a young guy, you're going to be a little more cautious?
1: Yes. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's really all I have about that one. I think think it's a very interesting topic that can be debated for hours on end because of the theories that the schools have thought of, pitching versus hitting. Okay. Which we don't have time for considering we're already – Rambling on. Yes, and we're where? Yeah, we're where are we? We're we're pretty much done here at an hour and almost an
1: hour thirty. Yeah, all right, but we're done.
0: Yeah, so I'm Max.
1: He's Billy. I'm Billy. This has been an SSP production, Southside Productions. You can
0: follow us at Take a Pitch on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, show yes, some sir. love, like Domingo Santana didn't.
1: Yeah, St- stole, stole my fucking edit. edit. I made a Jackie Robinson edit. Quality, by the way, it was quality, wasn't it? Thank you. Made a fantastic at it. Domingo Santana just comes in, swoops that shit, takes that post. But,
0: but shout out to Domingo Santana for actually showing us love by actually taking it. True. Yes. But a little credit would have been nice. So yes. Domingo, if you're listening, give us the fucking credit, asshole. No, I'm kidding.
1: Yeah, uh, I, sp- I spent time making that man. Okay, oh, man. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, if you
0: don't follow us, what the fuck are you doing? Um, more content coming. Uh, we've had a, a rough two weeks. Yes. Hopefully we'll get
1: back on track. Personal problems aside.
0: This has been Taking a Pitch, Episode 8. Thanks for listening.
1: We'll see you soon.